Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. Our guest this week is Sanjay Jayakumar, founder and CEO of Ignitarium. When Sanjay asks that young engineers be patient and stay focused on end goals, it simply is a reflection, I feel, of his journey from where he started out as a hardware engineer with Wipro three plus decades ago. He calls himself as lucky to have had various experiences at timely intervals of about three years, starting with working at the Wipro factory, then on to a hardware design team and setting up an SOC and an engineering center. These gave him an excellent and firm foundation to start Ignitarium. Sanjay dwells at length in this podcast about what it took to create and build the company, how the principle of adding value has been at the forefront of developing products and solutions, and what its culture is centered around. Hearing from a CEO and founder, make this episode worth your listening time. And thank you, Sanjay, for a shout out to the Software People Stories podcast. We appreciate it. So hello, Sanjay. A very warm welcome to you to the Software People Stories podcast. We're very happy to have you here with us today and looking forward to some exciting stories from you. Hello, Chitra. Uh, thank you for having me in this wonderful show. I am feeling honored and privileged to be Uh, part of this. You're very welcome, Sanjay, and thank you once again. I would like to start by asking you about the beginning of your journey into technology and a career in technology. How far back do you want to take us and where did this journey first begin? I'll start from where the uncertainties, uh, the the phase of uncertainties, right? Like uh, right when we were in school. Uh, so I had no idea where I, had, uh, I was headed. So happened to be good in uh, physics and uh, mathematics. Uh, so engineering became a, a sort of a good choice for me those days. And uh, electronics is something that I aspired to get into. So I signed up uh, for an uh, electronics engineering degree in uh, a College of Engineering, Trivandrum. This was in 1986. And uh, again, the uncertainty is continued uh, because electronics is like oh, such a vast sea and like we were just getting introduced to the myriad possibilities. So again, through engineering also, I didn't have any idea like where we were headed. Uh, end of the course, I was so fortunate. Those days, uh, those were the days when, uh, uh, you know, campus placement of uh, opportunities were like uh, uh, few and far uh, between. So I was so fortunate to have uh, got selected into Wipro. So I joined Wipro, uh, the computer factory of Wipro in uh, 1991, February. So that's where the career started. Uh, so excited. I'm here uh, in the space that I wanted to be and uh, into a, a very nice organization. The journey through Wipro. And uh, let me just clarify. I have worked before uh, putting together Ignitarium. I have worked only in one place and that was Wipro. Uh, the journey through Wipro, that is all of the 21 odd years there, uh, was kind of marked by uh, sort of distinct phases right like uh, initially it was like every three years i was so fortunate to have gone through different opportunities different opportunities to express myself and uh, be of value uh, to the ecosystem 
the start was in the, like i said in computer factory i was part of a group called engineering uh, which was the interface between the r and d and uh, production so our uh, job was look those days uh, we pro used to do indigenous uh, computers designing from scratch the r and d team does the design and comes out with uh, new designs uh, that needs to be evaluated and uh, taken to uh, production engineering uh, is that function that actually takes over these uh, designs uh, from r and d does evaluations takes the tot uh, transfer of technology and supports the product through the product life time uh, for, uh, at production phase right so uh, 3 years of uh, fabulous learning there it was not just uh, hardware i was a hardware engineer it was not just hardware i got a, a an overall view of uh, what it takes to kind of put a product together including uh, you know the customer aspects and things like that so in 3 years like uh, most of uh, us in the factory our aspiration was uh, factory was in mysore and our aspiration was to get to bangalore where uh, a lot of the action was that was the headquarters and r&d was uh, there so my aspiration was to get to r&d maybe i did some uh, some right things uh, through the 3 years and i got my opportunity to come and join the r&d team where i started with uh, hardware designs design of uh, electronic hardware that goes into different computer systems so about 3 uh, 3 and a half years uh, in that space around that time wipro was uh, sort of kind of pioneering this move towards r&d outsourced r&d being done from india i got again an opportunity to be part of that uh, kind of transitioning myself from a uh, electronic hardware engineer to a chip design engineer uh, the next few years uh, i also had uh, some of my opportunities to interact with global customers including uh, japan so i got this opportunity to do a, a, an assignment a, a short but very crucial assignment in my uh, career i would say uh, to go to japan to support uh, some of the programs that uh, Uh, we were trying to do uh, with japanese customer setaji was my customer at that time that was a whole uh, new experience for me uh, overseas experience plus uh, it was like uncharted sort of uh, territory uncharted sort of areas the design of libraries that go into making of uh, semiconductor chips so i was one of the first i not the first engineer from wipro involved in library development uh what i started as just like a one member team over next couple of years i was able to kind of convert that into a ownership based uh, library development offshore team uh, for hitachi at at wipro so again like uh, 3 years and uh, by around uh, 2000 i got my next opportunity socs were the thing at that time and uh, i was given an opportunity by my leaders in uh withdraw to uh, pivot a soc development program for texas instruments so i again had the opportunity to go visit texas instruments in texas dallas and uh, learn from uh, the team there I come back to bangalore and set up a team that will support uh, ownership based soc development from india this started as a small three member four member team the next few years were sort of magical years i would say uh, we were able to uh, turn around very good response uh, to the requirements from the customer and uh, we could scale this account from 
that four member what we started to over four to five years we built it to more than about 400 500 member team and uh, because i was one of the early members uh, and the group that i uh, got into uh, really brought the scale i was given the opportunity to kind of lead not just a few projects but the entire account from wipro standpoint right so that was the fourth kind of phase at uh, wipro and uh, around my 15th year or so uh, another interesting opportunity i got at wipro uh, this was uh, wipro setting up a, a, a new development center in a tier 2 city i was always charged about like uh, uh, doing something in my you know uh, my native state uh, that is kerala so this was a location that we were starting in kochi uh, so i was given uh, this opportunity by my leaders to uh, kind of uh, go try out uh, you know few few projects from there to start with and uh, uh, perhaps in the process set up a development center for wipro in kochi this again uh, was uh, Uh, an experience of a different kind apart from uh, managing my projects my uh, projects and my commitments to the customer here uh, uh, this was the first time an organization level opportunity was given to me uh, where i had to interact not just uh, with uh, uh, my customers and my teams uh, was interacting with a lot of cross functional teams in kind of setting it, setting up a development center i am so happy that like this uh, endeavor was quite successful over a period of 5 uh, years we could scale uh, that uh, development center to about 2000 plus most of the work the, uh, since uh, semiconductor and product engineering was the one that seeded uh, uh, this uh, center most of the work uh, through the initial periods that we could take to kochi was in the product engineering space and around uh, 2010 one of the things that uh, was happening uh, was the industry was growing so fast uh, a lot of uh, emphasis was on growth and numbers and things like that some of the qualitative aspects in my field my personal opinion some of the qualitative uh, qualitative aspects were perhaps getting overlooked uh, and there were opportunities there like uh, the the pedigree that we had within the organization we could do uh, an amazing job uh, what Uh, my experience has been at wipro uh, all the learnings what is a great way to be part of the product development ecosystem what sort of thing works what doesn't work uh, what's important to the customer what is important to the teams all those learnings almost all of those learnings uh, i have no hesitation in saying that uh, i picked up from uh, my first organization Uh, but then there there is a bit of a discord uh, within my own mind as to like is this where i want to go so i carried this for about a year two years or so uh, which sort of eventually you know resulted in uh, me coming out from uh, wipro uh, and uh, putting together with a few uh, other colleagues of mine uh, putting together unitarium unitarium uh, if you ask me was a like a dream project like uh, putting together a, a tech centric value based uh when i say value what we represent should bring incremental value to our customers who are in the business of putting together some amazing products so how can we in a tech driven and value based approach sort of uh, influence impactful products that was the key thing for which like uh, we got together and put uh, put together ignitarium and uh, at ignitarium it has been a a journey of about 8 years plus 
and the learning continues that is what i would say the learning continues it has been uh, quite an interesting experience getting out of your comfort zones getting out of this uh, this platform where like a lot of things you would take for granted and uh, you know starting from scratch rolling up your sleeves and uh, getting to do anything everything right from you know opening and closing the office to making the coffee to uh, you know talking to the customer to putting the team together to managing the deliveries and everything right like uh, do doing it ourselves a very enjoyable journey and experience so far thank you sanjay that sounds like a very interesting story i can't wait to ask you more questions around your shift towards you know becoming an entrepreneur and perhaps what is it that you can share with others as in terms of your learnings so the sure. first question is around the change that you experienced you worked in japan and then later with texas instruments in texas what was the difference in working with those two cultures especially when you went to japan which is known to have its own standards and ways of working and they are specific in what they expect and how they work as well the uh, the obvious cultural differences is the language and uh, your your comfort in terms of being able to understand everything around you and things like that right like the i'm talking about my personal experience at japan versus uh, my personal experience at uh, us or the japanese customer with, uh, uh, against a us customer the other element is like the pace at which uh, these two geographies kind of move uh, especially when you are trying to engage in business there is a a, a much longer phase of uh, evaluation so to say uh, on the japanese side as compared to the us side the end analysis if you look at it both these geographies i mean people across are all trying to uh, create successful products uh, so that way the end objective is the same Uh, if you look at what you have to offer inherently what sanjay as a person or like vipra as an organization or unitarian as an organization has to offer is the same thing right it is the same thing uh, whether it is for uh, japanese market or for the us market for any or any other market uh, uh, the elements that we need to kind of tune uh, is it's like a frequency tuning i would say the elements that you need to tune is like uh, the way of functioning the way of translating what value you have to deliver towards what product uh, your uh, uh, principals who are sitting in some of these uh, geographies are uh, are uh, intent on the learning is in that any and all of these learnings typically comes through experience a lot of literature could be there it comes through experience and uh, if you are open enough to go through these learning experiences uh, your ability to uh, provide value is more or less the same in any geographies i would say My next question as a follow up to that was you said that once you'd worked with both Japan and in Texas we were able to come back and successfully set up the semiconductor offshoring piece here and you said it really scaled so i'm curious about how you scale so quickly and mm-hmm. to ensure that processes were understood because this is a space that which uh, requires a lot of attention to detail it has its own area of expertise and specialization i'm sure a lot of training would have to have been in place and many other things like that what did you do to scale so rapidly and enable an organization you know, to deliver successfully to these customer needs 
disclaimer here i wouldn't want to take uh, you know a whole lot of credit here first let me go and talk about uh, wipro as an organization right like uh, uh, all you have to do is just show up and look around you are surrounded by such amazing people right like you're never at doubt uh, you think you're getting stuck references are just like a call away um, and literally just uh, walk across to the cabin away that environment itself was so charged i would say charged and so potent number one number two is uh, in terms of processes and systems uh, you know it is like a su- such an amazing setup out there where all the processes like the aspects that you spoke about the uh, what it takes to scale in terms of uh, capacity what it takes to you know learn what it takes to train and things like all of this, those were naturally there so that way I, i was quite fortunate to be there Uh, the other uh, element of fortune if i would say uh, is sometimes success is kind of characterized by being at the right place at the right time so this particular opportunity uh, my personal opinion is uh, it was also a case of being at the right place at the right time uh, there was a group which had acquired a lot of customers uh, and this was in the automotive space and uh, they were going slow on certain commitments Uh, what happened uh, that way is like a lot of backlog was building but in the process some fundamentally good stuff they had done now they were looking for uh, for people who could uh, quickly understand their design methodologies their philosophies and their customer requests customer requirements and uh, help them translate help them kind of replicate what they could replicate uh, what they could do inside uh, in a certain scale uh, wipro was like a, a perfect ground for that of course my contribution there i would say is in terms of uh, quickly understanding all of this and uh, kind of translating those understandings or those requirements into an executable plan uh, i was given a lot of freedom in terms of choosing the seed team model of execution both from uh, the customer side as well as my organization side i was given flexibilities and support from the top to kind of put together in a way that i believe it would work and uh, some of the things very early in the build up of this account that we did was putting the communication mechanisms in place right what needs to be communicated on uh, on what periodic basis and how and by whom all of those things we were able to put together in, in a nice way from a technology standpoint of course these were challenging technologies the selection of in, uh, initial talent and the specific trainings that we had to set up within the account to to manage the scale were important these were other things that i personally focused on a lot in terms of sort of hand picking some of the people some of the key people uh, both from the market as well as from within the organization and the other one is like very early in the cycle putting a, a repetitive training process uh, this training i'm talking about is a very uh what do you call it the account specific or the the product specific training that needed to be put together all of this resulted in some good output right over the year year and a half uh, it resulted in good outputs and uh, this could create sort of a turnaround i would say for, for the customer business right like for in this particular group they started uh, seeing a lot of momentum in terms of engineering as well as in terms of uh, their business traction with their end customer course all this visibility uh, uh, counted very nicely and other groups also were keen and uh, interested in uh, in sort of leveraging on some of the success that we were creating here
it's a, it's a coming together of many small things that have been done well to create such a such an organization i'm sure that would have attracted others also and many may have even aspired to work in such a setup like that moving on a little bit towards your foray into becoming an entrepreneur and you mentioned this earlier in the conversation saying that there is a lot of discomfort you moving from a comfort zone of a of a large corporate with a lot of support and like you said you know you just had to look around and ask for help and people would come and give it what was that transition like you you had said that you wanted to you know carve a niche and keep the integrity if i may of what it takes to work on silicon whether it's the design or verification and validation and that probably led you to create ignitarium i'm sure there must have been a lot of you know doubt there must have been challenges a moments where i'm sure you thought why did i do this or why did i tread down this path what were those initial days like and uh, you know what is it that you could share with us there was a lot of uncertainty there and i after 20 years so so i was what around uh, 44 or something when i started this uh, one thing is uh, before uh, you know taking that plunge i uh, really kind of sat down by myself to do some analysis i'm getting into this uh, how prepared am i to get into this like jump out of the comfort zone and things like that including even like how do i manage my personal finances how do i manage uh, the, the the whole element of going into this uh, uncharted sort of territory as far as i'm concerned so first important thing was to uh, come to peace with myself in internally right like so that uh, took some time and uh, so to that extent the decision was quite conscious like i would say i would think that it would have taken anywhere 3 to 4 months time because so, yes yes i want to do this now or never i want to do this right so uh, in that uh, i decided uh, some basic uh, ba- very simple models i used like uh, if if i can take the example of personal finance quickly like kind of uh, figured like what are the the must haves the good to haves and the luxury kind of elements and uh, taking some decisions in terms of must have no compromise uh, good to have once in a while indulge once in a while and uh, you know the, the the luxury elements and things like that okay can wait and uh, also i gave uh, myself a reasonably generous amount of time okay I'll go take uh, four years and nothing happens also like uh, sky is not going to fall down uh, we'll see at that point in time so that that uh, uh, put me in some uh, uh, a space of peace right Uh, the next one was that assembling the team right like what will the initial team what will the initial initial team look like so again i spoke into my network only to spoke to the founders the, the all, all of the founders and a few others also and i could see uh, some people of course uh, responded well and some people were not ready and all so over a lot of discussions and deliberations we came to okay this is going to be how this how we see this and this is going to be the team structure and not everyone is going to come out at the same time so uh, that also we gave some so okay we'll take 9 months to assemble the entire right? so this is how i'll come first i'll come out and then the next person and so on uh, this was all happening on one side so there is this like go global brand wipro and you are representing uh, wipro you go there and i am from wipro itself if i say that itself you know it gives gets your meeting to saying by the way i am from ignitarium 
to pronounce signatarium itself would, would take a, a few tries uh, <laughs> <laughs> for a, an, an average prospect we are reaching out to. The other one is like there is no backing, nothing other than some personal, uh, personal credibility. Of course, the initial resources were to the uh, contact base, uh, the, the wealth of uh, contacts that we had at, at those times. Uh, uh, going back right to engineering days to through the pro- uh, professional career, some statistics here, I would have reached out to around 200 people uh, saying that I'm, I intend to do this and uh, this is this is what it is about and, and stuff. Uh, I got a lot of contradictory messages and stuff and uh, a small set responded wanting to understand more. Uh, that was about 15%. Uh, after founding uh, Ignitarium and over the next year, year and a half, we had converted three of those people whom we had reached out to, whom I had reached out to, uh, into customers, paying customers. Wow, that must have been such a such a good start for y'all. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a very nice start. I think all those all those elements that we were trying to represent, right? Like uh, we were clear from the beginning that uh, what we had to offer, and we were also clear what we were not able to offer. And we were quite open uh, about telling that as well. Okay, this is what uh, we are. The, what we initially uh, represented was uh, core semiconductor capabilities like uh, design and uh, architecture capabilities. Around that, our uh, thought was we will build more semiconductor uh, to start with. And uh, what we represented had some value. So that did definitely help. Uh, but then what I wanted to emphasize on is like uh, three out of the 200 results, right? So, uh, but then the other values, what we say, uh, uh, spoke about also kind of uh, rung uh, well, I would say, with uh, with the customers. And uh, some of the people at least were uh, were happy to try us out. In our first customer, we uh, founded on uh, December 2012. And our, the first order came uh, in Feb 2013. Uh, in about a year, like I said, no, we had three customers. Uh, more on the journey, uh, what started as uh, uh, offerings on uh, engineering design services in semiconductor space gave us uh, that start. But we were clear wh- where we wanted to go is based on our understanding of how the semiconductor functions. We want to build system capabilities on top, helping the product development ecosystem from, from a system standpoint. Right? Like, so for that, uh, growing into software was important. So we looked internally and uh, and uh, uh, our strengths on the semiconductor space co- were coming from on two areas. One is our understanding of uh, system on chips. The other one is our ability to do signal processing intensive designs, uh, typically in the multimedia space, image processing, video processing, and audio processing. So it was clear on the software side uh, where we wanted to go. Semiconductor being the start point, we definitely wanted to build platform software capabilities. So that will be relevant to the semiconductor companies. And then taking on, uh, taking off on our uh, comfort on signal processing as it applies to image and video, we decided to embark upon multimedia uh, on the software side. The reason again, going back, is like we wanted to represent system capabilities because that's where the impact that we can create as an organization will be more uh, wider. Semiconductor, if uh, there is one platform, there are n number of products uh, that uh, that happen on that platform. And most of that is differentiated through software. So we were clear software capabilities we had to build. The next step, uh, having uh, built uh, the platform software and multimedia, was what next can we do for the customer? The thing that occurred to us was multimedia content, whether we can help customers extract 
அதுக்கு இன்டெலிஜென்ஸ் வந்து மல்டிமீடியா கண்டென்ட் தட் இஸ் ஹவு வி கேம் இன் டு தி ஆர்டிஃபிஷியல் இன்டெலிஜென்ஸ் நியூரல் நெட்ஒர்க் பேஸ்ட் யூனோ அனலிட்டிக்ஸ் so the evolution was if i uh, if you look at it uh, semiconductor to platform software to multimedia to uh, ml so this is uh, uh, this is how the organization sort of uh, evolved it sounds like a beautiful evolution uh, in fact i was imagining what uh, we often refer to as s curves you seem to have found that zone of transition right when it has mattered and built these capabilities so very nice to hear that from you you know switching tack a bit to talking about building an organization and its culture what was that like i mean how did ignitarium come together as an organization through all of these evolutions what is it that you all went through as as you know the founding team to create and build that right culture and be the organization that you are today first thing is we have to look inwards like what we really are as individuals and as professionals what we really are and uh, then see like uh, is that a strong enough core to kind of build what we want to build so of course we cannot do everything ourselves so we saw there were certain aspects we could represent but there are certain other aspects that we need to to bring in we put a lot of emphasis in choosing that core team so if we were to build the organization that we envisage it to be uh, down the line then we need to have uh, people who think similar people who represent uh, deep and core values uh, deep and core technical capabilities and uh, other functional capabilities so we took a, spent a lot of time thought and energies into putting together the core team i'm quite proud about uh, the way we have put together the core team it is a it's an amazing team i'm so happy Uh, uh, to be working with this team then you spoke about the cultural aspects of it right like so uh, whatever we represent we have to be true to ourselves then we can be true to the uh, customer ecosystem so again we looked inwards only into putting together our uh, core values things like i i mentioned in the past also like we should only be in business if we are able to bring incremental value to our customer so value was important value addition was extremely important and there should be some sort of unique proposition that we bring to the table that kind of enables some impactful product for our end customers right now but talking about values uh, very early in the in our organizational journey we had this realization that we can say okay this is the value that we are delivering today but uh, it is just so transitional over a period of time what we think as value today is going to become sort of commoditized and it will become a basic hygiene element so one of the aspects that one of the tenets i would say of the organization is this is a continuous evolution into future value creation right so we invest significantly into technology areas that will represent the future areas of value that we will get into just if you look at uh, how we have been doing over the past 7 to 8 years roughly about 10% of our energies 10% of our revenues so whichever way you look at it is spent into uh, you know future technology development a lot of it is uh, towards engineering design services enabling uh, initiatives but over the period what happened also is again coming from our uh, need uh, to to be of uh, greater value to the product development ecosystem 
So today we are an engineering design services partner. Can we go from there to being a content-based solution delivery partner to can we even look at uh, putting together our own products? So this thought was also there all along. I'm quite happy that this thought has helped us into kind of refining and defining our technology focus. Uh, today, over uh, the last four to five years, uh, we have uh, successfully come out with uh, our own uh, deep learning based visual inspection platform. It is called Taikai, T-Y-Q-I. End application that we are targeting this platform to is civil infrastructure inspection and visual quality inspection in uh, industrial environments. So what started as a, a, a small R&D initiative, future defining R&D initiative, we were able to refine and, uh, and, and, and fine tune into a potent product offering uh, from Ignitarium. This has been a continuous journey and uh, we are quite committed that this uh, continuous journey of uh, innovating and uh, discovering what value we want to provide to the ecosystem in future, that commitment is going to continue forever. That's very interesting. Yeah, Sanjay, extremely interesting. Uh, when you were narrating how you have pieced things together and how you look to the future or what you try to position for a future need, it is certainly a very fascinating narrative. Today around us, when people are talking about the interconnectedness of things and things like smart cities, what I am seeing is definitely a lot of what you all are doing will have a lot of application there. So if I may little go back uh, on uh, some of the uh, cultural elements that I kind of missed out, the one important thing uh, that would contribute into what we were putting together is the team itself, right? Like, so what kind of uh, environment are we creating for the team? What kind of uh, cultural environment are we creating for the team was extremely important, right? So uh, th in that element, we were very clear, you know, we wanted to create a culture of culture that promotes uh, innovation at the same time gives a continuous learning opportunity for all the team members right and uh, also promises uh, individual growth for the for the team members so this was extremely important like somebody ca comes and joins ignitarium like uh, eight years back or like uh, five years back or now Any, anybody who comes into ignitarium of course we are aware they have many choices why would they choose Ignitarium, we are committed at any point in time to provide th these things like uh, a culture of innovation, pro providing continuous learning opportunities and uh, providing individual growth opportunities for the team members. The team members, we try to give uh, an environment where they feel it is their organization. They feel, truly feel that it is their organization. So this is, this is an important element. We are in the first place because of our customers, because of the business that our customers are giving to us. And we are enabled to be what we are by our teams. These two elements, like how, what we represent to our customers and what we represent to our teams, were extremely important elements into building up the organization, as far as I'm concerned. Coming to the question of how is it that you think that industry should come together to create these partnering ecosystems because it's almost like the days of these standalone products are over. There's a mix of capabilities and products coming together in any ecosystem to enable the flow of value, if you will. Mm -hmm. So what are some of your thoughts on how is it that technology can facilitate the 
building or the coming together of such ecosystems so that eventually anybody in any business should simply be able to plug into such an ecosystem and get their business workflows up and running it technology evolution is happening in such fast pace that it is quite difficult for new companies to be able to do everything everything within right so collaboration is uh, so important it's kind of paramount if uh, you were to uh, succeed in the environment so we have to be clear in terms each organization has to be, to be clear in terms of what is the value proposition that they hold ignitarium has to succeed ignitarium has to be clear in terms of what ignitarium can bring to the table and what are the elements that uh, ignitarium is limited by and at the same time there are so, so many amazing players out there uh, who are uh, doing a great job out there we have to recognize that acknowledge that, that and be able to go into a level ground and uh, form arrangements that work for both parties right so this uh, we have always tried it's it's easier said than done but uh, we have always tried uh, to be aware of this and be sort of uh, receptive to uh, building these uh, relationships i i can talk about a number of those relationships one example is uh, we were going into the software space as we were building into the software space one of the elements uh, that many of our customers especially the small and medium customers were looking for is hardware development yeah, that is electronic hardware development so ignitarium yeah, from the beginning was clear that like we are not going to do hardware development ourselves so we looked around identified a few like minded companies and partnered with them and it was only because of the support and uh, the, you know help that we got from those partners that we were able to create uh, some uh, successes that we have created for our customers in the past uh, many such uh, cases have resulted in continuous engagements uh, interestingly sometimes uh, the partner whom we brought to the table would have become the dominant customer that is perfectly okay and many other times uh, we would have uh, continued to be the dominant customer the uh, aspect of the element that that partner brought to the table was extremely important in terms of stitching that overall relationships from a business standpoint it is mutually uh, so beneficial and from for the customer the customer sort of gets uh, the best of both worlds if i may use the word, use the uh, the words the flexibility and the agility of small organization but at the same time kind of uh, one point contact for getting many or all of their product development done i think your response sanjay is a great start to this question in fact uh, throughout somewhere in the middle of this conversation i was thinking there is potential to to actually dive deep into several of the areas that you have mentioned uh-huh. and uh, you know i hope we do get a chance to do that uh, sometime you know in the future Uh, because i just noticed that uh, we've been talking for quite some time and we usually ask our guests if there is a message that you would like to leave for aspiring engineers wanting to get into the field of technology or okay. software what is it that you would like to share with them okay for young engineers uh, i'll start with a comparison right? like 20 30 years back when we started uh, there were only so many references right? like there were only so so much content around uh, that you could refer to and uh, uh, build on so we ended up uh, doing a lot of uh, from scratch if i had look at coding right like we ended up uh, doing a lot of from scratch coding from scratch development and so on 
compared to those days uh, today there is so much of content out there so much of uh, development that has happened so so much of technological advancements that have happened the engineer who is coming today uh, has like myriad possibilities to refer into reuse code that they could reuse and so on and so forth one key element that also came along with the those uh, those technological developments is the broader avenues uh, where the engineers could create impact we compared to 30 years back uh, the amount of products that were coming out to, uh, to to today it was like many many orders of magnitude higher so that way the amount of impact towards creating end use scenarios or creating products for end use scenarios is so immense the opportunities for engineers to play a role has become so broad engineering ingenuity can be brought in today even if like many cases like we keep uh, cribbing about like uh, you know there are not many cases where like people are sitting down and writing code from scratch yeah is that what it is all about or is it about enabling impactful products right like so there are so many more opportunities i would say the young engineers should look at these possibilities and uh, kind of embrace this space there is so much of value you guys can and i'm a, a fan of you know new talent that comes out so they're buzzing with energies and uh, the possibilities that uh, they have in front of them are immense we need all of those energies to take this technology uh, technological advancements in the world forward you know, so it is a great space to be in for the engineers one small thing is i would request the engineers to stay patient and stay focused on the end goals see if you can uh, whatever you you know set out to do do it in such a way that people around will say okay that work product looks special because you did it so i would i would leave the, leave these two messages to the young engineers i think they are certainly special messages sanjay and thank you so much for sharing them and i also wanted to say thank you so much for your time i would certainly look forward to many more conversations i think this is just the beginning uh, i really appreciate you sharing all that you did about your story and your journey thank you once again and uh, chitra thank you uh, once again for having me here i must say deep appreciations from my heart for putting this together because you're providing such a, a platform with such enormous amount of experience sharing and i am sure i i sure i'm going to uh, be tuned into your uh, platform to hear experiences and learn from the experiences of uh, several great people whom you have covered through your program thank you Thank you very much Sanjay that's very kind of you thank you We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the software people stories If you like this episode please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network If you'd like to share your story contact us at podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com.